Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to continue our discussion on the energies of the dwarf planet Sedna as her influence and significance is increasing, especially through ongoing trines to Pluto, as well as the fact that this planet is on the approach to getting the closest it will be to our planet over the next 50 years. Dwarf planet Sedna takes over 11,000 years to make a full orbit, to make a full circle. So the fact that the planet is approaching us within the next 50 years is significant to understand in our evolutionary process as well as in our consciousness journey. So we're going to keep discussing what this means for us, how this relates to our individual energies as well as our collective evolutionary process, and what comes up through these archetypal energies of Sedna. Now Sedna is a dwarf planet and it has been in Taurus since June of 1966 and will be moving into Gemini in June of 2023. So this is a big deal, similar to how important it is when Pluto changes signs, although Sedna is actually more prominent when she changes signs because she spends so long in each astrological sign. So it's highly significant that this energy is shifting into the next astrological sign at the same time that Pluto is also moving into the next astrological sign. So we are experiencing a trine between Pluto in Capricorn and Sedna in Taurus. Then they both move into air signs over 2023 and 2024 with Pluto moving into Aquarius and Sedna moving into Gemini, maintaining that trine, which is a beneficial energy as we understand it in astrology. Trines open up flow, opportunities, possibilities. And when we have these two planets in a trine, that's really significant for what we are evolving in our psyche, in our consciousness, in our emotional understanding of ourselves. This energy really affects us on the deepest levels. And we're going to talk more about that in today's show. But first, I wanted to make it clear why this is such a big deal. Sedna is an Inuit goddess of the sea, and she actually has different names in different cultures. She has different myths and stories associated with her experiences on the planet and how she came to be, meaning the archetypal energies we associate with her. So there are many different myths around her story, and it does depend on the culture that is sharing the myth, as well as how different variations tend to pop up as myths are shared, especially in oral cultures where nothing is written down. It's shared through storytelling and through various teachings. And then the stories can take on a different understanding or variations over time. But one thing that is certain about Sedna's story is that there are some key parts of her journey that are the same across various myths and cultures. And that is Sedna wanted to be in a partnership, wanted to be married, but couldn't find a suitable partner. And she ended up marrying a dog 
in one of these stories. And her father was so outraged that her father wouldn't accept the marriage and kidnapped her, took her away. Again, this is just one variation. And so she was ultimately tossed into the sea by her father because of the disgrace of her actions and her choices. And when she tried to climb into the boat, into the kayak or canoe, her father chopped off her fingers so she couldn't hold on to the boat. And it is said that those fingers then became the animals of the sea, the dolphins, the whales, the seals, the sharks, the porpoises. Her fingers became those animals. And then she also sunk down to the bottom of the ocean. And she is connected to the archetypal energies of the depths of our emotional experiences, the depths we have the potential to go into in terms of our feelings, our responses, our reactions, and our grief. So Zedna is actually the Inuit goddess of the sea, but she's also connected to the underworld of our emotions, the underworld of of the grieving process, of mourning, of loss, and what she sacrificed in order to get what she wanted, but also what she lost along the way. And so in some storytelling traditions, Sedna is a goddess that is prayed to for bounty of the sea, for bounty of sea life and fish and all the mammals and beings that live in the ocean. She is prayed to in order to have the bounty and riches of the sea for our benefit, for our resources. And she's also connected to what happens when we don't get what we desire and where do we go emotionally with that? What comes up within us? Sedna is a guide into our emotional underworld, the parts of ourselves that we don't always come in contact with. We have to go find it. We have to work for it. We have to discover it. And it's through that process that we begin to excavate what's underneath, to go into more of what we've been holding and carrying that the conscious mind isn't always in touch with. And while Sedna has been moving through Taurus since June 1966, this has been a deep dive into the energies of this first earth sign. So that relates to the earth, the resources on this planet, what we haven't discovered yet, what we haven't perhaps known what to do with. And Sedna is the journey of going into what exists on the planet that we are meant to look at and bring up to the surface, what we're meant to see as part of the gifts and the wealth of the planet. At a more personal level, Sedna in Taurus is getting into more of our energy signatures about our self-worth, where we perhaps have been damaged in those parts of our energy, where we haven't felt the recognition for our own self-value and self-love. 
that we are here to understand on our own terms. Taurus is about self-reliance and stability. Taurus is also connected with the sacral chakra. So this can bring up healing that's required in the sacral chakra. Parts of that energy that has been damaged, ostracized, unacknowledged, abused, betrayed, rejected, the parts of the sacral chakra that also ground us in our sense of worthiness and how we feel strong and capable to be ourselves. Now, in the previous podcast episode, we looked at the importance of how this energy would affect our bodies, our physical bodies, our muscles and our muscle memory and how it can be beneficial to go into some of the deeper muscles that exist in our hips, at the base of our spine, our pelvis. This can certainly be the piriformis muscle, the pelvic floor, also the psoas muscle, and that is spelled P-S-O-A-S, and how that connects parts of our spine to our hips. It's a stabilizing energy that can be holding parts of our grief or trauma or unprocessed energies that we are ready to work with, essentially to excavate our own emotional world, bring it up to the surface and empower ourselves with the experiences we've had. But Sedna is also the energy that is outside of logic or reason. It's about your emotional self. And so there is an undertaking here of the unknown, even being open to what you discover, what you come in touch with, what you didn't realize was residing within you. And when we look at the myth of Sedna, we're looking at the archetypal energies between a daughter and a father And perhaps that is something that resonates with you in your own life. If there have been things that you have been working through with a father figure of some kind. And if this isn't true for you, we could also look at the role of this father archetype in the story as the shadow masculine energies within each of us and how that has damaged or created a lot of emotional wounding for feminine energies. And I'm even visualizing this as how the energies come together in a yin-yang and how there is meant to be a harmonious interchange and dance between feminine and masculine energies within us. But if you have soul experiences or deeper energetic imprints around these shadow masculine energies, shadow masculine energies are about competition, jealousy, fighting to the death, doing anything possible to get ahead or to win, destroying and creating wars as a result of that drive to have power or control. Shadow masculine energies don't consider how something is received, how it feels, how it lands. There is a very often unhealthy ego associated with shadow masculine energies. There can also be a huge disconnect 
from anything around the heart or the heart chakra. And that is why these energies can feel heartless, can feel abusive, traumatic. And keep in mind, I feel like the beauty of these myths is to bring alive stories that we can process and discern if it applies to you, especially in this lifetime. Or perhaps it feels like something about these archetypes applies to you from other lifetimes. So as always, take what resonates, trust what feels correct for you. But the story of Sedna is one of battling big forces that don't want you to be successful, that don't support your happiness, your abundance, or who you're here to be. And Sedna had to then understand that more for herself, but it was through a deep emotional process that she was able to rise up into the higher consciousness and also connect to abundance and prosperity after being at the bottom of the ocean. And so this is a self-empowerment empowerment journey related to how you're fully owning what you want regardless of the forces that might appear to be working against you or where perhaps you've been involved with any forms of shadow masculine energies. And keep in mind, this can certainly apply to anyone regardless of gender or sex. I mean, you could experience this in a career, in a profession, in a family, an older brother, a younger sibling, perhaps a friend you grew up with. So if this is speaking to you, Simply trust how the roles have shown up for you, but we're meant to understand that so much of this time on the planet is about evolutionary healing, a deep processing of our subconscious emotions, and rising back up into what we claim and know for ourselves is our truth and does support our journey. And because Sedna is finishing up her time in Taurus in 2023 and 2024, there could be something that you feel is shifting, that is being alleviated for you. Perhaps if you've really been focusing on some of these deeper themes, you could feel that you are free. You could feel a sense of freedom. And in fact, somebody had asked, well, how do I know if this energy has changed? And chances are you feel energized where before you didn't have energy or you feel a freedom and release where before you felt trapped or caged. So there's a shift in the energies and as we receive the trine from Pluto and Capricorn, these are the earth energies, the physical world, what we are understanding about how we have created our lives and experienced the world around us And the trine from Pluto supports really owning some things for yourself that could be a deep significant shift for the first time in your soul's journey. It could be something that you're coming into awareness with that you're changing in your soul's healing, in your own soul's experiences. And this means there is new wisdom to feel into and tap into, new wisdom to trust in yourself that you're meant to take forward because this is an energy of empowerment based on what you've had to go through that 
is a longer timeline. And remember how Sedna takes over 11,000 years to make a full journey through her orbit. And this means that the energies rising up could feel like something is finally shifting, that you weren't able to rationalize or logically plan. You couldn't necessarily put it on an exact date on the calendar. Instead, it was almost like we had to go into something and loosen up the energy, really help release it, move it, get it unstuck, and make sure that it had a new life force coming in. And I'm seeing this now as new fresh air fresh air coming into where those muscles were tight, for example. And so if you do any body work or muscle work or you're doing any energy work with the physical self, you know how important the breath is. Taking in the deep breaths, working with your breath as a form of flow. And as Sedna moves into Gemini and Pluto moves into Aquarius, these are the air signs of fresh air, fresh air coming in to help alleviate what has been tight or misunderstood. Also, the air signs bring in new information, new details, new communications. And I feel like this is going to support rewriting a story. And in fact, I'm seeing this too as the rising up of new truths on the planet that were not shared accurately, meaning new stories around humanity's existence on this planet, new understandings of what the experiences have been here that maybe history didn't get so right. It's not accurate in the history books. As Sedna moves into Gemini, Pluto moves into Aquarius and they're in a trine, new information, new awareness, new ways to perceive and understand the stories as well as rewriting the narrative. So that can certainly be on the collective level, but also on the individual level. Now, as these planets move into a new astrological sign, it is brand new territory. It is fresh energy, and it's going to give us new things to work with, new ideas to ponder and sit with, new ways of perceiving each other, interacting with each other, new communication styles as well. So there's something evolutionary evolutionary about both Sedna moving into Gemini and Pluto moving into Aquarius across the same two years, 2023, 2024, new stories emerge, new understandings of even your own soul journey come to light and come to your awareness. And then this is the new terrain that we're moving into where we will have our next level of lessons and healing and understanding. Because now Sedna is going to help us dive in to the Gemini energies as well as Pluto digging in to the Aquarius energies. So we see these two move from earth signs into air signs. That's a significant shift. It also means a significant shift on the planet when we're talking about the earth sign energies. Again, the resources on this planet, our physical world, including 
including our bodies, our finances, our possessions, what we own, what matters to us. You could be feeling something rising in you that you're ready to change in your life. You're ready to deeply change something in your physical environment, your daily life, your everyday world. Maybe there's things here that are moving forward and you're feeling that flow into new territory. This is a deeper evolutionary process. Again, it does connect to bigger themes in the soul's journey. And I'm feeling this as people could feel encouraged to just change their life, to move to a new destination, or to have different experiences in their life because you have felt a freedom. There's something that perhaps you have felt that's been rising up within you that you are ready to deeply release and also look at, to understand what it's been about, what it's been teaching you, what you've been meaning to learn from it, in order to elevate your own consciousness. And so again, in the earth signs, it relates to your body, the energy your body is holding. And now as these energies move into the air signs, it's going to relate to our minds, ideas, communications. It also moves into the throat chakra, as well as the third eye chakra. So for all the ways that Sedna in Taurus was bringing our attention to any kind of sacral healing that's been necessary, also about the role of sexuality on this planet, the role of intimacy and connecting with others and how that impacts the sacral chakra. Is it something that you are feeling empowered by, that you're respected for your sexual energy? Or is it something that feels damaged or it's been reckless or disrespected? Of course, there's so many ways this can show up, but I feel like we're meant to step into more of our own sacred sexuality, really understand the creative gifts of that sacral chakra when it's in a healthy, vibrant place, when it's alive, clean, clear, light, and it is very expressive and creative. So this can also relate to the womb, the place of creation within the body, It can relate to any of the reproductive organs or any parts of the body that are designed to keep creating, to keep flowing. And so keep in mind that this could also be something that is coming to our consciousness as being very valuable. This also plays into the transhumanism energies, the AI the cloning, the other ways that energies are being reproduced that are being engineered and artificial, if you will, which is different than the human body's natural ability to procreate. So we have a very interesting energy theme coming up right now around the human procreation process that is natural, organic, authentic, and then what is it evolving into? Where is it going? And are we aware of it? Now, I think it's also interesting that the Sedna in Taurus is going to receive a square from Saturn in Aquarius at 28 and 29 degrees. This will happen in mid to late February. It's also when Saturn in Aquarius is going to be conjunct the USA's natal moon at 
27 degrees of Aquarius. So Saturn is conjunct the moon in the USA, then squares Sedna in Taurus. So these bigger conversations are important right now around the energies of humanity and what is being respected and honored versus what is being controlled and propagated. And it's very wise to question the long-term objectives and what that is all about. So this could also show us how the human procreation process is evolving, what is shifting within us, what is coming up around reproductive rights, and what we're meant to stay aware of that we don't give up or we don't just hand over the power and control around these parts of our energy fields. Then Sedna moving into Gemini in June 2023 is an opening into new information. This is a zero degree point that is often a big deal when especially the outer planets, the dwarf planets like Sedna moved into new territory. There's something that comes up that is perhaps very surprising information. We're looking at data and details and the messages that are created from that information, the stories that come about and how we can take one thing and move it forward into something else. Now, it's interesting to note that Gemini is the first air sign and it's also associated with how we speak how we talk, communicate, how we think. Again, it relates to both the throat chakra and then the more evolved Gemini relates to the third eye chakra. And I think we're going to have some deeper activations of these parts of our energy where you might start recalling stories or energies from other lifetimes, other timelines that show you more of what you're meant to know in this present reality, what you're meant to work with or work through. And because it's Sedna, it could be something that is uncomfortable, something that you didn't want to see or you didn't want to know. But Sedna is going to guide you into understanding how to work with that energy while remaining in your higher consciousness, not being too attached and allowing it to be a story or narrative that you're actively participating in from a place of empowerment. Sedna will also be receiving that trine, as I mentioned, from Pluto moving into Aquarius and then back into Capricorn. And Pluto wants us to connect to a truth, something empowering, something that you're meant to understand that leads the way. But it is also about a transformation process. And Pluto often will destroy something first in order to get to the bare bones truth. So this is where both Pluto and Sedna are about evolutionary energies. But in order to evolve, things have to be broken down. It has to be challenged. It has to be energetically blown up, deconstructed or destroyed and able to get to that foundational energy underneath. So I feel like this is where there can be some very big revelations that come out. Revelations around humanity's time on the planet, hidden truths, stories that have not been told publicly or accurately. This is where a lot of new information can come up that is overwhelming, on 
unclear. And you could say, well, we've already been in that energy of the information wars, the knowledge wars. That is actually the modern day warfare that we are moving through is how all these different agendas on the planet are trying to get your buy-in, your consent, your attention, how they are at war with information and narratives. And we can see this in the mainstream media being challenged by independent media, independent journalism, really wanting to get to the heart of the truth. What's going on behind the data? What's the truth around the science? But understand that this trajectory of both Sedna and Pluto is long-term. It's more about what has been the evolutionary journey of humans on the planet or other species on the planet? What has been omitted? What parts of the story don't quite make sense? What parts of what we have come to understand or accepted isn't the full picture, isn't the full story? So we're going to have blasts of insight And oftentimes, not only is this cognitive dissonance, but it's also weird. It's shocking. And our minds could struggle to understand it. We could be like, no, that's not true. If that were true, I would have been taught that when I was in school. Well, these energies are going to upend all of that. Gemini is about early school language, what you initially studied when you first started going to school. It's about our youth and the information we take in when we're younger. And so this is going to challenge school systems. This is going to challenge what we've been learning and how we've been teaching. This is going to challenge what's been taught and told across centuries. It's also going to bring up things that can seem so outlandish and so crazy that it's hard to connect with it, perhaps. So these energies are going to bring in more for us to work through. And I feel too like... There's going to be some really powerful activations for starseeds and lightworkers because going back to the throat chakra and especially the third eye, I feel like there's going to be this energy that just blasts open the third eye even more. This is how we are evolving as a species, as a species on the planet, is that we are able to work with more of our third eye gifts. We're able to tap into more of that truth frequency, rise above the density and see what makes sense or what really connects and examine where those Swiss cheese holes have been, what hasn't made sense. And there's like a deeper inquiry process that will begin, a deeper understanding of, well, what has been happening here on the planet? What has been going on underneath the surface? And those are the realms that both Pluto and Sedna rule is the underworld. And Sedna is the emotional underworld. You know, what again is residing within ourselves that we have not cleared out or cleaned out where we're ready to rewrite stories based on where we are now in the evolutionary journey. And of course, then you throw in the fact that Uranus is going to enter Gemini and things are really going to quicken then. Things will really accelerate. 
all the truths come out, a lot is revealed. It's almost like anything that was hidden or classified, it gets disrupted. I mean, I just see like there can be more hacks going on, uh, whatever is hidden on the internet through different versions or variations of the internet. It's going to come alive. It's going to be shown and brought to the surface. There's going to be a lot more information circulating and it could feel quite overwhelming. It could feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what is the real science or the real data. I don't know what this is about or what's going on with this story below the surface. So this is where we actively and intentionally apply our intuition. We go with those breadcrumbs or with something that is whispering to you that you're trusting that is resonating and you look at, well, this makes sense to me or this is resonating with me. And this is where we continue to work with our own spiritual mastery amongst all the agenda, all the stimuli, all the information that's being thrown around that creates confusion, that takes you away from your intuition. So we will have to monitor how much we're relying on our minds, which frankly would be great to keep practicing right now because if we're overthinking, it will take you out of your intuition. When energy is pure, it moves fast. It just moves so quickly, like it just hits you in the gut as something that's honest and true. It's something you feel. It's something you sense. And we will need to tap into that part of ourselves so that we're not overly relying on our minds. Also, we're aware of what is influencing us. And if you were to stop and look around at the information that's influencing you, you might be noticing various patterns or things that you didn't realize before about how that information's coming in, your thought process as it comes in. And this is a beautiful time to start asking new questions, to become more curious, to ask more about something, especially if it doesn't feel right or it feels off. So we're going to start having some bigger conversations as Sedna and Pluto move into the air signs. We're going to have bigger revelations and illuminations. We're going to have new truths rising up that have been hidden or suppressed, and it's going to challenge the previous narratives and stories. So this energy is going to be exceptionally strong again, 2023 into 2024. And ultimately what it can do is enhance our communication skills. It can help us be better at understanding what we need to know, what is vital, what is important. Also examining what we assumed, what we took for granted, what we thought was always the story. So it'll be interesting too when you pull in what are considered conspiracy theories and some of those will turn out to be conspiracy truths and they're not a conspiracy at all. Or there will be some things that have been deemed conspiracy theories that are false. So it's gonna have, there's going to be a fallout both ways on both sides. There's going to be stories that are truth and stories that are not. But what I'm seeing in an even bigger manner is the stretch of humanity's experience on the planet where, yes, new discoveries, new 
archaeological finds, new challenges to history and those who wrote history, especially the stories that were hidden, forgotten, not recorded, not shared, not put into a narrative. I'm actually seeing the energies of of characters, what we call characters of various mythologies, but also people that were historically influential, coming up, coming to light, understanding their role in certain human experiences and scientific discoveries, understanding more of what was at play. So a huge rewriting of stories. And when we're talking about Sedna, we're bringing up the forgotten feminine. We're bringing up the parts of ourselves that were cut off, that were ostracized, that were not allowed back on the boat, that were not allowed to be rescued and instead had to find their way, had to work with the environment they were in. So this always brings up deep survival energies as well. And the stories you have animated in your life around your own survival needs. And this can be very unconscious. This could be, well, I've always had to hustle for this. I've always had to work hard for this. I've always had to do this and this and this, but I only got the bare minimum or I didn't get the raise. So I feel like what we're going to be looking at is how to bring in new information that is supportive of your self-worth. And that is the journey between Taurus and Gemini. So as Sedna moves between Taurus into Gemini, she needs to take her new self-worth with her. She needs to take her new understanding of her creativity, her sexual power, her gifts. She needs to take with her a new sense of self-love and self-reliance and be able to stand in the power of that. I'm also feeling that as a freedom. There's something that's been energized here as Sedna has moved through Taurus that we're meant to understand that supports our own resourcefulness, our own self-reliance and stability, our own ability to create life on our own terms. And to step outside of the programming, the assumptions, the family patterns, to step away from what you thought you had to do to be loved. To step away from what you thought you had to do to be worthy of being successful or being seen for your gifts. This could be something that really supports humanity's ongoing evolution of what it means to create a good life on the planet on your own terms. Then that energy of Taurus travels into Gemini where you take that personal value into your communications and you speak from that place. You state in a very empowered way what you want, what you're worthy of, what you can do, what you're willing to understand or work with in a new way. Also, what you're willing to learn or teach as Gemini is about two-way communications. So it's the energy of what we listen and hear and take in. Then, based on that, it's what we say and share with others. So we're going to have some opportunities here to fortify the throat chakra 
and the third eye chakra with new empowered self-love and you could even feel like a dam is bursting, something's opening up within you, you're ready to share in a new way, you're ready to state your truth in a new way, there's things you want to openly express or learn or teach But this is where we also have to be very honest with ourselves about our own limitations, the limitations of our own narratives and what we thought we could do. And that's because, again, the air signs are about our mental process and what we envision, what we think about that then creates our life. And I feel like Sedna in Gemini and Pluto in Aquarius are going to activate new concepts in ourselves about how we want to live our life and where there are areas of no going back. No going back to previous versions of yourself when you were living from another place of your own consciousness. No going back either to previous lifestyles or choices that no longer resonate. This could also be that you're willing to reframe some parts of your journey in this lifetime that relates to your journey in other lifetimes. So these reoccurring themes can be quite powerful as well. There will also be more of a desire to decalcify parts of our energy, to look at parts of our internal processing systems that are ready to flourish, blossom, and bloom. I'm seeing the vagus nerve. I'm seeing the thyroid glands. I'm seeing the pineal gland. I'm seeing the energies in our neurology opening up to process and take in more. And in fact, I'm seeing this in the two hemispheres of the brain. And the brain has those deep crevices that feel like they're meant to open up to new energy, new parts of our neurological process connects. It, it feels like it's light-filled. And it feels like there's things that we're going to start conceptualizing in a new way. So it's certainly an activation of our mind and what we process, what we're tuning into, what we're seeing. I also feel like we're going to start seeing new energies, new energies on the planet, uh, things that we might not even fully see in the physical world, but you could see it with your third eye. You're tuning into other timelines or other energy spectrums that make something look real, even if you can't touch it. So this could be quite fascinating to watch how these energies evolve humanity, evolve us as a species, work with our own biology and chemistry and neurology, and what we discover as a result. It's also going to be very important to continue to cleanse and clear that third eye and throat chakra to allow those parts of your energy system to feel strong and empowered and light filled and to look at any blocks that you might have around that or anything that you simply want to do differently or do better around these parts of your energetic self-care. So once again, we have another significant astrological transit underway, energies that we are feeling and sensing. And keep in mind that because Sedna moves so slowly and is approaching 
our neighborhood in the solar system, this energy is rising up to the surface. This energy is coming up in our own consciousness for us to be aware of and to work with intentionally. So as always, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode. I will be back every Wednesday and Monday for a new episode and topic. Wednesday is where we talk about the weekly energies and then Monday is where we focus on something specific. So I hope this has supported you. I hope this is helping you see more of what you've been moving through perhaps or what's been coming up for you. And that is one of the beautiful ongoing gifts of astrology is that we're able to connect some dots and see things in a different way, in a new way, and even from a higher vantage point. You can find out more about me over at mollymccord.online where you will find all of my current astrology programs and courses that help you become more of your own astrologer to understand more of the energies that you were born with and to work with in this lifetime and to continue to practice as you move through your journey. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you back here soon for another episode and I wish you a beautiful day ahead.